This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. I knew that there was a problem, there is a problem in the world. We don't have landfill capacity left. We have a huge problem with single-use plastic. Something has to be done. It may not be done in my generation, but it is a problem that will have to be dealt with in the future. Hello, I'm Maria Staunton. And I'm Mary Costello. And this is Making It, the show that reveals the true stories of Mayo's women in business. From top executives, to artists, to female founders, to those providing essential services in our local towns. Stay with us for the next 20 minutes. And who knows, you might hear the advice or inspiration you need to get your own dream off the ground. Glanashord was um, started in response to the COVID pandemic. Hello and welcome to Making It. I'm Maria Staunton. And that's my guest for today, Deborah Coyle, speaking to me from our home in Gisala in North Mayo in March 2021. And um, this time last year, we were all um, very worried about uh, the COVID and the spread of the COVID. And I thought, my goodness, you know, what are, what are other countries doing about this? And you could see on the news over in China that there were people going around spraying the streets. Um, it looked like a fog of some type uh, of some form. She's telling me about how she got the idea for the business that she started in 2020, Glan Assured. And I thought, you know what, this this is something maybe I need to look into. Uh, so I started to do a bit of research and uh, I came across a type of electrostatic sprayer. They deliver a disinfectant or any chemical by wrapping around all of the surfaces. It, it works like a magnet. So it charges the chemicals that's in the sprayer the device. Uh, it charges it to a positive charge and everything around us is negatively charged. So it creates this m- magnetic effect. So when our... Um, our guys are out spraying a school or a bus or a business. When they spray out the chemical that we use from this device, it wraps around completely. So it gives a complete coverage of anything in its pathway. So very, very effective. It uses 75% less chemicals and it saves a lot of time as well because you don't have to physically get into all the grooves and crevices. What I saw firsthand, even in um, even in our own area, initially with the COVID, we had so many older people afraid to leave their homes. They didn't want to go outside the door um, because they were just so they were just so uh, frightened about you know p- p- picking it up. Um, so when we launched uh, Glan Assured, we offered to spray all of the businesses in Belmullet Town for free just to you know encourage those businesses and put it out there that Bell Mullet the town the shops they're open for business and um, that was really really good uh, great for us a great marketing for us you know um, but also for the businesses and they were so thankful and the older people then you know they knew that if they saw the sign up on the window of that particular shop that it gave them peace of mind that you know they could get out there so that's that's what that's what drives me um more than the financial drive to be honest with you and it goes back i suppose to my personality and my nursing background it it's the 
the empathy, the care inside of things. Before starting as an entrepreneur, Deborah was a nurse specialised in intensive care, an environment that needs to be as sterile as possible. That background in healthcare also gives her new business real credibility. So on a weekly basis, we service probably, we're doing about eight schools uh, throughout Connacht. The teachers, the staff of these schools, the principals, the parents of the children, you know, have put their trust in us that we'll carry out this service, um, you know, diligently. It's carried out good. We're using a really good product. We're delivering it the best means possible with electrostatic spraying. It's giving them peace of mind. And if we can give people that peace of mind, that is the thing that helps me, you know, stay in that office at night till 11 o'clock, just, you know, really, really there to support people. Um, So on top of the schools that we do, we have the local link buses throughout County Mayo. So we're servicing on average 45, 50 buses every week in Ballina, Casabar, Belmullet. How are you doing? I'm Pat from Glanashord and we've been uh, hired in by local link to disinfect their buses on a weekly basis. Uh, we use a product called Steri 7. It's got a log kill of uh, 6. That's 99.9999%. And it is proven to eliminate uh, COVID-19 or SARS-2 virus. And uh, going forward, we look forward to working with them for the remainder of the week. And as I said, it's carried out on, on a weekly basis. So that vehicle or that school or that business, their surfaces are protected for seven days against yeasts, bacteria, viruses. And um, thankfully, to date, we've had no spread within any of our schools or any associated spread on the transport vehicles that we service either. To be honest with you, with Glan Assured, I thought we will set up the business we it might only last six months, you know, because at the time we were flattening the curve for two weeks. So we were told little did we think we would still be in this situation 12, 13 months later. So a business that I thought wouldn't have much longevity has actually exceeded what we had expected. And we are as busy now as we were at the start. And I always think that there will be a need and a demand for that type of service. I first met Deborah when she joined the Empower Growth Programme at GMIT in 2017. And at that time, she did a totally different business. She's very entrepreneurial. I asked her to talk about how she came up with that business idea. Yeah, well, even when I was nursing, I was always a bit of a daydreamer at work. I'd always, if we were changing a patient or rolling a patient over in a bed that was ventilated and sedated, I'd always think, as I was there struggling with my colleagues to... to uh, you know, turn this patient, I always thought there must be an easier way of doing this. There must be a device out there. There must be something invented that could that could help make this job easier. So I was always thinking of creating things that would help. And um, it wasn't until we had our children, we've two little girls, they're not so little anymore. But at one stage, I had two um, babies in nappies. And um, I was at home and, you know, you'd put the nappy into the bin and I thought, my God, this is so wasteful. And at the time, there was some talk about the introduction of pay by weight for waste collection here in Ireland because we were running out of landfill capacity. And there was, a, you know, there's a lot of, um, 
um, unease about incineration here in the country and the pool bag incinerator was hotly discussed at the time. So I started looking into alternatives and really the only alternatives that there are to um, disposable single-use nappies, which is, we talk about plastics and single-use plastics. Nappies are the greatest single-use plastic in the world because when we think about it, the amount of babies and children that are in them till two and a half, three years of age, but the towards the end of your life, 95% of our elderly over 85 years of age are wearing some form of sanitary pad or incontinence pad or a, a full nappy. Um, so we have a, an aging population here in Ireland and in the Western world. So the demand for these single-use products is enormous and it, it is growing. So I started to carry out a bit of research into the um, adult incontinence and what the alternatives um, to adult diapers or adult nappies were. And there weren't any washable incontinence pads for the elderly. So I spent quite a lot of money and a lot of time and uh, looking into creating a, an incontinence pad, an alternative incontinence pad for the elderly, a sustainable alternative. And I carried out a pilot study in a private nursing home and the pilot study indicated to us that there was an 89% reduction in the general waste that went out in that nursing home. So if we talk about the introduction of pay by weight, a lot of um, nursing homes, especially in towns and cities, they're paying up to 17 cents per kilo for their waste being disposed of. So if the nursing home were to move over to the washable incontinence pads, even with the cost of the washing and the laundry taken into account, they would be saying, saving €1,500 per resident per annum. So if you have a 60-bedded nursing home, it's a very significant amount. While this was going on, um, I was also looking at a third option, which was a fully compostable incontinence pad and um, that was it would have involved a huge amount of investment for us but where I left that business Maria and I've parted for now um, was with the compostable pads the fully compostable pads we are still working on it in the background um, but as I said it's just parked for now because it does require a huge amount of investment to put so much time, energy and money into researching something like that and then decide it's best to park it. For those of us who have what we think is a business idea, that would seem like the worst possible outcome. How would you, you know, what advice would you give to others, uh, no matter what background they're in? You know, would you say go do it and you learn as you go or would you say, you know, think it out carefully or... What's yeah, your advice? Absolutely, absolutely. And I only had this conversation recently with my cousin and she was like, fair play to you. You know, I wouldn't do that. Uh, you know, she's totally different personality. She likes her routine. She loves her nine to five job and her comfort zone. But 
I don't know if it's a good thing. I kind of have no fear of, not that I've no fear of failure, but I really don't want to have any regrets. If I have a, a, an idea, I'll always pursue it. But I've learned that if it's not working out, you park it, park it very quickly. Don't take it personal. You may feel that this idea, this business, this product, it's your baby. You've put so much time. My husband said that this the nappy business is like our third child because it took up so much of my time. I remember when I was working and I, I probably spent three and a half, four years um, working on the incontinence product. And my husband he used to say, you know, another six months and maybe after that you might have to get a real job. And and here, <laughs> here I was at the time, up to one o'clock in the morning, um, email in the factory in China. I was, you know, doing 60 hours a week some weeks. But because there was no money coming in, you know, obviously, where, where is the money? And that's what it is at the end of the day. It's a business. It needs yeah, to and be. And you also have two kids on top of it, you know? Yeah, Exactly. I would always say that your family will always tell you what you want to hear. So get an independent advisor or someone that is experienced in that field. But if you have an idea, ask yourself, well, firstly, is there a problem? So if you come up with um, a a new type of computer, have you designed this computer? Are you envisaging this computer? Because there's a problem with the existing laptops that are out there Um, and Also, you have to look at, is the market big enough? Is it a problem for only a small amount of people? If it's only a small amount of people, it's not worth your while. All this time that will be required to to launch your business, launch your product. And um, so if you have a problem and a market, you'll come up with the solution. So don't get bogged down with having to have the solution um, or having to have the product uh, perfect. Because to be honest with you, when it came to the incontinence wear and the very first uh, uh, pad I had created was nothing like what we ended up with. It's going to pivot and you're going to have to change it. But I knew that there was a problem. There is a problem in the world and... We don't have landfill capacity left. We have a huge problem with single-use plastic. Something has to be done. It may not be done in my generation, but it is a problem that will have to be dealt with in the future. So there's a huge problem. And definitely there's a market. We have a growing elderly population that will require the wearing of these pads, you know, in nursing homes. And obviously there's an increased demand in nursing homes as well so we have in the last five years 100 more 100 more nursing homes being built in the country to facilitate the needs um, for residential care so deborah's business for incontinence wear green care comfort is on hold for the time being what did she learn from that experience Setting up your own business and and entrepreneurs, it's a very lonely journey. And people, you you know, you you have your family that know what's going on. And then you have your friends, your old school buddies. They haven't a clue about (laughs) what your product is. And you don't want to be explaining everything to them. So what I found fantastic and so supportive and really kept me focused was the um, New Frontiers program and also especially the Empower Growth Programme, because that was the joining together of like-minded women. And all of a sudden I realised, geez, I'm not the only mother, you know, or woman on this journey on my own. And that that was fantastic. We met on a monthly basis. We had aims and objectives for the next meeting, then the following month. So I felt that we were kind of accountable and answerable, you know, to each other. But 
it they were so hugely supportive and we're we still have our whatsapp groups we're still in communication and still so supportive of each other and yeah and there and there is the whole thing i think being a being a female you know the whole guilt thing you know in terms of oh, having children yeah. and yeah a husband and whatever yeah. else has gone on in life and, and often even if you don't have children you know you might be caring for family members mm. there's others that are caring for their elderly parents or it usually of falls course. on the female doesn't it more so than the yeah than the, than of the course and yeah. um i would i remember when i i when i was nursing i was in castlebar um I, that's where I was for a number of years and I loved nursing and you'd often meet people from home and you'd be looking after their loved one and I would often meet them now and they'd say are you oh you're nursing you're still in Casabar and I, I don't even I, I'd say oh yeah 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 <laughs> I don't even say it because <laughs> don't pretend. They, a lot of people I remember saying to this old man once that I had looked after in the hospital and uh he said, are you still nursing? You're still in Casper? I said, oh, I'm not now, actually. I've, I've kind of set up my own business. <gasps> what did you do that for? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Why did you leave the nursing? I, I, people thought I was mad leaving a, a permanent, pensionable job. But I wasn't 100% satisfied, to be honest. And I, yeah. I, 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 I was uneasy. I always knew I wanted to do something else and explore ideas. I wanted to know if there was perhaps someone in Deborah's childhood who would encourage that independent aspect of her character or drew it out of her. I um, I would always say that my mother was very, very supportive. Um, there, there, was, there were six of us in the family and she was at home with us all the time. But she always, always encouraged and she, she always encouraged us to be independent and to try things and not to have regrets. So she was so supportive with anything that I, I'd mention and she'd say, go on now, you know, give it a go and try it out and she was brilliant. And my grandmother as well, uh, she was Bridget Howard. I was so close to her and she was a great inspiration. She had 14 children and lived on Claggan Island just near here in Belmullet. So, you know, had a very tough time all those years ago, raising a large family. It was hard going. But my nanny always encouraged um independence and you know to be self-reliant or you know just not to have to depend on anybody to get places in life and to have your own money and your own bank account and be independent so I suppose it was from those two inspirational ladies that I got it this this attitude of just trying things and going for it What's your next, uh, we'll say in the next five years, what's well, what's your thoughts? Where, where would you like to see yourself go? Is it going back to even the looking at the compostable nappies or is it something mm-hmm. else altogether? The I would say the incontinence where, Maria, because I had put so much into it and I have taken it so far, um, I, I would possibly revisit that because there's no harm having a break from these things just to step away for um, for a while just take perspective of it and revisit it, you know, when you are in a better position financially or even personally. Deborah, it's been fascinating chatting yeah. to you today and thank you for joining us. And if anybody's looking for inspiration on how you start a business, I think Deborah has shown us all how you just 
go and do it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and you learn as you go and then you try another business maybe. And then and, and they say that in America that, mm-hmm. you know, you try the first one, it mightn't work. You do, And as you said, you might revisit it again, which is really interesting. So mm-hmm. I think it's a great sign and it's a, it's, it's a, it's a good sign of, of, of who you are and what you do. Uh, thank you, Deborah, for joining us. No problem at all. And Maria, thanks so much for having me. You've been listening to Making It. You can contact Deborah and find out more about Glanassured via their Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Glanassured. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can message us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, all at Making It Mayo. If you prefer email, it's makingitmayo at gmail.com. Making It is recorded remotely for Clemaris Community Radio. To find out more, visit ccr946.ie. Until next time... I'm Maria Staunton, and thank you for listening. This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.